Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to episode 124. This is Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We met on social media. We have never met in real life. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host, John M. Craig. Hey, what's up, Colin? What's going on, man? What it is? We're into, we're into the Lenten season. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, so this will be three weeks in a row that we are Catholic AF, you and I, talking <laughs> Catholic this is going to turn into a Catholic podcast. Yeah, I got a little worried yeah. last time. I got a little worried. I was like, I was maybe we. I thought, gee, did we go overboard a little bit? You know, making making these references to, uh, you know, some of the things that we did, and and uh, I was feeling just a little bit guilty about it. And then I started looking around at some of the pictures uh, this morning of uh, various uh, various people in their uh, in their post uh, Ash Wednesday, uh, you know, the, the 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 thing on the on their head, and and it it looked a little similar to what we were talking about in some cases I, I posted one of those to twitter just uh to, to you know put up an example of all of that but uh you you're uh, hanging around what are you seeing uh, out there on the streets uh streets of where are you in brooklyn or where, where, where you're in new york somewhere what's going on there well, no, so, well okay so i am okay so i'm in i'm in new york so the last time we recorded i think was on sunday right right that was right yeah yeah march yeah. uh whatever it was fourth or so whatever third fourth and and today is wednesday march 6th and uh since the last time we recorded i got on a job um i'm uh, i'm working again as a van driver and uh i'm working on nypd blue really and i don't know if you're familiar with nypd blue sipowitz you know yeah, so when you texted me that, I okay, at first I thought um, I thought nothing of it for I thought NYPD Blue. Sure, I've heard of this and and I uh Sipowitz and and uh, the kind of that one. He always he had a he had a woman on that show back in the day, a girlfriend on the show that I always thought she would have she yeah. would not have dated Sipowitz. Uh, that just That's right, but that was the whole point. It was that the district attorney the prosecutor the prosecutor would not date this awful gross detective like yeah, there's yeah. i think we saw like so Dennis Franz played Sipowitz and balding, and Sipowitz fat, yeah. balding smoker alcoholic problem or he was a recovering alcoholic and like at one point i think he like he grabbed his balls and like you would see his, it was a show that was cutting edge back in 1992 yeah you know 90s, like Stephen yeah. Bochco had you know Hill Street Blues and that was a big deal and then this was like next level you know, be he also had cop there. rock, et cetera, Be safe et out there. Be safe out there, guys. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so NYPD Blue was real gritty, like yeah, real gritty yeah. New York. And and so, so my, my question is, it's still on uh, there? It, it, no. I'm confused. No. So it ran from, let me think, let me think, from 1993, 26 years ago, until about two. 2003-ish, I think. Really? Okay. I'm not exactly sure. Like, okay. so Jimmy Smits was on it, and and then oh, the yeah. other one was uh, Dennis Franz, and yeah. then Jimmy Smits from uh, L.A. Law, and then um, Rick Schroeder. Remember Ricky Schroeder from The Champ, Schroeder, the child yeah. actor, Silver Spoons? Yeah, yeah. 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 He was on it. And then um, Mark Paul Gosselaar, the guy that was... Um, he was uh, on Saved by the Bell. He was like the white guy with the blonde hair on Saved yeah, by the Bell. Right, that, right, right. That kids yeah. show on Saturday mornings, right? Yes. So, and uh, anyway, so now it's a reboot. It is, uh, there are two characters I can tell from two days of shooting so far. So it's a, it's a reboot television pilot where it seems to me that um, Andy Sipowitz, the Dennis Franz character, his son is a detective now. And he's the lead. And uh, I don't know what his name is. Theo Sipowitz or something like that. Played by a British guy, by the way. Uh, I think there's another guy on the show who's a detective on the show who's also a British guy. And uh, I think the the second female lead is Israeli. So we're worried about fucking Mexicans. I think actors really should worry about uh, non-Americans playing Americans. Not cool, okay? I haven't met any of these actors these it uh, is appropriation yeah. they're they're appropriating our, our jobs 
They, God they're taking it. our job. They're taking our job. You and I could have those. Jo- we so could not have those jobs. But you know, I'm just. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, yeah. I'm working white, on this TV hire the show. White guys, what you're saying? Yeah. Right. Not, yeah. So this show's back on. Right. Yeah. And then there's a uh, a show that's starting uh, to shoot next week. Uh, New York Undercover, which was an urban cop drama. Um, on Fox by uh, Dick Wolf's production company, and that's coming back. So, okay. and that also was on in 1994, and I was a production assistant on that. So it's it's crazy. What's old is new again. Um, no mm. guarantee that these uh, shows will ever get picked up and be on the air, but who knows? I mean, I don't know how things work with uh, you got a you gig know, how they make these decisions. But I have a gig for seven days, and well, five more days left, and um, I have some friends that have gotten on jobs. Uh, back and forth so it looks like it's getting busy i'm excited but it means long hours again it yeah. means uh it's surprising to me that i'm even doing this right now but uh i'm staying at my mom and dad's house uh so i am in Staten not Island. my childhood bedroom i this i don't remember what room this was my dad is turning 70 on on this coming saturday the uh 16th and he um he's lived in this house since he's three years old okay. really yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's been renovated. It's changed. Uh, one of the bathrooms is still very 1980s. The kitchen is sort of somewhere between 1980s and 1990s. Um, it's, it's a nice house, but I'm in the room right now, and I'm laying on the bed. You know, I've got my uh, my little sound my little sound booth here, and uh, yeah, I'm on Staten Island and kicking around New York. And uh, like I said, we were talking about uh, Catholicism and uh, Ash Wednesday, which was today. And at at the end of, I finished shooting around 8.30, met my friend Evan um, for uh, for dinner and drinks, just a couple of appetizers and a couple of beers. And he said, let's go to um, Bomonti's, B-A-M. O-N-T-E apostrophe S. It's in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. I mean, it's literally a couple of blocks away from where I was uh, living um, back in January. Remember when I locked myself in the closet for like episode whatever that was, 117, whatever that, 116, whatever it was. Um, And, and, you know, my roommate at the time, you know, um, let me out of the closet and called me an idiot. Uh, So it was right around the corner. Never been there. Never heard of it. It is, it's such an old school Italian restaurant where it's got the dining room that it was packed, right? It's a Wednesday night, packed, but the bar empty. So we walk in. Now, my friend Evan apparently goes there quite a bit and he likes going to the empty bar and sometimes he goes there with some colleagues. They've gone there for lunch and he knows the bartender. Like it's, it seems like they've known each other for a long time, Chris. So Chris, friendly, introduced myself to him. He says, hello, whatever. It's getting a little bit more crowded at the bar now. And uh, I swear, we get our appetizer, we're eating. Chris walks away, he comes back, and he's got, it's it's 9 o'clock at night. He's got ashes on his forehead. I turn to the dining room. Everyone in the dining room has ashes on their forehead. That's right? Italian, right? Yeah. But they, But they weren't, I swear, I looked in the dining room, those people didn't have ashes before. I look down to my right at the end of the bar. There's a guy wearing all black. No big deal. I don't see him. And he's talking to a woman. She's wearing all black. She's got blonde hair. She's roughly my age, but she looks like she could be 30 years older. Not in her face, not in her looks, but in her hairstyle. Apparently, she's the owner. She's the owner's daughter. Yeah. And they're talking. And I swear, it's like, and we look at Chris, the bartender, and... My friend Evan points to his forehead, like points to his. Said, "What? What's what's going?" On? Said, "Did you just get those?" And Chris kind of like looks and he gestures at the guy wearing all black. And I look over and it looks like he's actually taking confession. I peek over; he's actually wearing a collar. They have a and he had a. He swear to God, he had a glass thing with like a Tupperware cover with ashes. He was like, it was like they called in the fucking priest for Ash Wednesday. Wow! Like this is this 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 like hundred plus year old Italian restaurant. They've got their own priest for Ash Wednesday <laughs> for anyone that missed an opportunity to go to church. This priest has probably got it. He's, he's getting hooked up. You know, he's he's like, okay, now I want yeah. my uh, chicken parmesan, and I want my. It was. Uh, you know, it was yeah, like, he's got a bottle of wine. Yeah. yeah, he's getting. Where's cops. my? Hey, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, seven Hail Marys, five Our Fathers, and where's my eggplant Rolatini? Father, um, Father Sarducci is here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then this is all going on where he seems to be taking confession. They might just be talking. They could be having an affair. I don't know their story. To the left of us. See, so didn't jump these... in. Do were, no. were you? <laughs> You were, you were you were probably thinking I don't want to jump in because you know they, I might get found out is which yeah, well that's why I, I didn't know they'd be like his mother's a Jew <laughs> his mother and his She's people Jew kill boy. fucking Jew Jesus <laughs> um, so I look to my left and there are these four guys and their conversation was something like and then no like I fucked the hooker. And the guy said, I fucked the hooker like four <laughs> times. I turn around. They've all got fucking ashes on their fucking head. And they're talking about hookers, blow, fucking selling kids. I'm like, and the accent was so good and so over the top. I, I was, it was a very, I probably shouldn't have named the restaurant. I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, what was it but, again? <laughs> Bamontes. B-A-M. And, and so, so. So Evan told me, my friend Evan told me that on a Friday night, it is a the dining room and the bar is packed, and it's a bizarre mix of like, like just kind of old school Italians like from the area, like full on mafia, yeah. and then like young hipsters with their families going out to dinner. Mm, like sounds, I kind of want to, I kind of want to, I kind of want to be there for it. The food was eh, it was a little eh. Really, really, I love it. Yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, I, I, yeah watching, I love it. I, I was watching on on. Uh, I think it's on Hulu. I was telling you about this, but there's there's a documentary called Three Identical Strangers that's uh, that's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. I really want to see this. And it's quite good. It's it's this uh, story that uh, turns uh, fairly fairly dark and and uh, it's kind of a disturbing story. But the, it, there's these uh, triplets that are reunited uh, as uh, young adults. They're 19 years old when they f realize they've. Uh, through just luck, they they realize that they uh, uh, were adopted by what two of them actually are, are put together by a, a guy that um, runs into uh, one of them at a junior college and goes, "Hey, you have got to be a twin to somebody I know," and it starts quizzing him about his birthday and stuff. Anyway, um, so I'm, I'm watching this this thing, and I, I, I advise it if if you're into documentaries like that, it's it's quite good to watch. But um, uh, so what I, it was occurring to me as I'm watching this, and, and I'm and I was realizing that the people that are on, and this, you know, this is America, and we have it's a big ass country. I'm here a thousand fifty miles uh, from ish from where you're at. I think I did the math once, uh, and uh, so you know, you're out on the uh, on the coast. I'm here in the middle, and there's you know a bunch bunch on the other side of me that uh, there's people that are different everywhere. But as as I'm watching this, I'm realizing that the people that are that are there, all the relatives, uh, even those three the the, the three twins or the three the triplets that are on there um, everybody that's on this thing as they're being interviewed and they're speaking and they're and the, the whole thing is going on i'm realizing those people that are on that on the in the in this documentary which are typical east coast people they don't exist in the midwest you don't run into anybody like these people i mean and what i mean by that is the, the uh it's physical the almost the way the way they look uh, and some of it is the Jewish thing, but uh, the way they look, their their accents, their their manner of, of speaking, their their uh, the way they carry themselves, the way they dress, the the whole thing is just so completely outside of what you would. And and I'm not saying you don't run into it very often. I don't think it exists in the state of Iowa. I think you'd would you'd be hard pressed, you know, in this area to find anybody like that. But everybody on the East Coast is exactly like not everybody, but there's there's a lot of the East Coast that uh, you find a lot. You do you find a lot of characters, and actually some of these people that you're referring to, they almost don't seem real. There's right. something bizarrely exactly. bigger than life, and and almost fictional about yes. like their being, right? Yeah. Like you're, you you know you you feel like that that's. Like these guys with the accents, it's not the way they look. There was one guy; it was the way he looked, but the way he talked, and it was just, 
you know, I, I think I've talked about this before. I don't like the expression, you can't write that. I understand what people mean by that. Yes. And, you know, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, but the reality is that to make it work in the retelling of the story, because what would happen most of the time when someone retells the story is you had to be there. So you kind of have to write it, because you, unless you recorded the whole thing, and then even if you watched back the recording of it, it wouldn't be as good as you remembered it, right? So it's like your brain is almost, it's like reading a book, right? You're not paying attention to the whole thing. You pick up bits and pieces of it, and then you fill in the blanks. Same thing with these people is they don't seem real. Exactly. Right? They seem like they seem like caricatures. And you see them all the time. It was like the woman in the grocery store that you were talking about, the one that you interacted with a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And then I forgot what, what her line was, what her Enjoy. like... Um, Enjoy, Enjoy. Her, her catchphrase, right? And then you see her at the next place. So you know what, Colin? I actually do listen. This is fantastic. It's her, it's I feel like there's some growth. Her brand. <laughs> What's that? Her brand. Enjoy. She's, she's yeah. gonna have. Yeah, yeah she's gonna have that's a right. Say, so she got a little catchphrase. Yeah, it's a simple thing, but she doesn't remember you. But again, I think our brain sort of maps it and remembers certain things. And then you see these people, and here's this documentary that I can't. You know, I really want to see it. You know, I remember. Um, but you say it gets a little dark, huh? Ah, uh, yeah, because there's there's a uh, there's the reunion that they find each other is is a happy thing, but uh, the the story behind why they were separated uh, is is dark. Oh, okay, uh, it, right, it, right. It's it's uh, it, it it's not it's not a happy happy thing. Uh, it's uh, it's not at all. And uh, really, uh, the 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 idea that something like this went on in the United States, uh, you know, and that was uh, you know something that I guess that uh, these guys were. I think they said were born in like sixty two or something like that. Um, so you know it was sixty fifty five sixty years ago when when uh, when when they were adopted out. But um, yeah, the idea that that could have even happened then uh, is uh, is pretty uh, pretty scary. That we I keep saying this we've come a long ways. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I'm, I'm glad that we we have more transparency more transparency in the world than we have than, you know than we did then. It, man, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a dark story, definitely is. So uh, anyway, so both of us missed uh, Miss Mass today, but at least you got to hang out with you got to hang out with some of those people for a while. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what it would have taken to get. I wonder if he would have given me ashes, you know? Yeah, well, like like if I just asked for them, you know, like how do I get in on that? You know? <laughs> Yeah, you gotta. I think you gotta be connected. I think they're gonna they're gonna ask you some questions, probably. <laughs> if I were to fictionalize this, the guys to my left that got their ashes at some point, they're drinking and they're gonna actually they're gonna do one of the guys that was talking about coke and like how he couldn't get his. He's like, I couldn't keep it up. I was like fucking this chick and I couldn't keep it up because I had like a you know like a coke dick and it was, um and and uh, I just picture him like cutting lines of ashes. Hey, Father, come on, give me a little something. And then he just snorts the shit, you know, it's a little hack. But it was a weird, it was a, just a very odd so little... the guy talking about about getting late, he, was, he, was he working there or was he just somebody that was... No, just, he was just a patron. He was just the guy. The I mean, it looked like, I don't know, four guys that have known each other for a long time. Yeah. I don't know how often they get together, but, you know... And how, was, how many places, some of those little Italian places in New York, <laughs> you know, uh, they're like everywhere. The scene that I just described was happening at seven different places simultaneously. <laughs> I don't know. You know it's, yeah. uh, and in Iowa, you don't even see one guy that looks like any of those guys. Or if you do, it's a big deal. It's like witness right. relocation program. It would have to be. You, you, that's exactly what people would be thinking. It's like, who is this person? How did they end up here? This <laughs> right, has got to right. be something. Yeah, yeah they've, been, they've been relocated. Uh, pretty rare. I had... Uh, I have first cousins that I've talked about that are they're Italian, and uh, they had relatives that used to visit from Chicago. And there was that, uh, the, you know, they, they were they these these guys wore outfits. They they their 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 first cousins and stuff would show up, and it was the first time you know when we were kids and everybody would be walking around. You'd have jeans and a t-shirt on or whatever, you know, during the summer it was, you know, not something like that. And these kids show up and they got those, they, everything is like they got these matching you know pants and shirt combo things they they called me hey, it's my outfit hey you see my outfit you know i was like you know outfit what the fuck are you talking about it's like i couldn't believe they're you know even referring to male clothing as an outfit it's like what is, and then they had the little gold neck chains with 
that what? little, little <laughs> sperm thing that hanging off of it that yeah, little, yeah. looks like a little little squiggly. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it looks like a, like a, maybe like a like a pepper. Like yeah, a jalapeno yeah. pepper. Like I know little, what you're talking about. Gold pepper. I, I don't know what it is. I don't either. <laughs> like, it's something. I can't even about. Google it because I don't know what to call it. A little gold sperm thing or whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm not sure what you call it either. It looks like a little squiggles, pepper, sperm, Italian guys wear it. And, so, and then it was, it was always on a gold neck chain, it seemed like. I was just noticing, I, was, I just Googled the, uh, I forgot about this, NYPD Blue. That was, uh, they launched the uh, successful career of one David Caruso, remember? Him? Oh, that's, I for, you know what? I said Jimmy Smith, but it was David Caruso first. That's right. And then he left in like season two or three, and he, because he did a movie, and it didn't go well. He made well, yeah, a remake he, he of a movie. He decided he was too big for TV. He basically told At a d- very yeah. different time. Right, yeah. right. He yeah. would kill to work again. Although he was in CSI Miami, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much though. I mean, his he, he, yeah, but NYPD Blue was kind of a peak for him, I think. Right, right. He did a movie called Kiss of Death, which is kind of funny. But he did another one. Um, I think Kiss of Death may have been the movie that was the one that he thought he was going to be a big star. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out so well for him. But you know, there's the ginger guys. There's a lot of that. Uh, you know, doesn't work out as the leading, the leading guy, the the red-haired guy, the, the David Caruso type being the. There's just not a lot of those guys in in TV or film that are. If you, you think of you know, that strong, redhead ginger male lead, just there's no, nothing much comes to mind very 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 often. I, I don't think. I in fact nothing popped into my head. All I could think of was was uh, the comedian was his name uh, the uh, F is for family guy Billy Billy Burr and he's got his uh, what was left of his uh, ginger hair is buzzed off so yeah mm. yeah so uh, I felt kind of bad after we I was bitching about the weather uh, uh, during the last episode and uh, I didn't even ask you and then I saw like right after we got off uh, of recording I looked at the uh, at the interwebs there and uh, saw that the governor of New Jersey had issued a uh, statewide I guess this is what everybody does now it was an emergency now that Trump's declaring emergencies now that's what all the I guess we're all going to do now it's an emergency so what happened there did you guys get uh, did you get um, blocked with some winter thing or what you had a winter emergency according to your governor what did you guys yeah your governor declared uh, an emergency which which governor the new jersey governor the fuck the new jersey governor is but i'm in new york right now i hold on one second i don't know about snow did you get snow since last i i haven't been home much and i know the kids were i was home on monday i didn't start the job until tuesday so i was around the kids started school late it was uh it snowed overnight i don't think there was much more than two three inches uh they had to delay both both kids' school, different school districts, had a delayed opening. It didn't seem like an emergency to me, but I'm not all over the state. And quite frankly, Phil Murphy, uh, he wants to legalize uh, cannabis. And for all I know, he's fucking high, and maybe he was a little chilly and cold, you know? I don't know. Um, could be. See. Phil maybe. Murphy. Yeah. Really? Have... How do you know about this? Where did you hear about this? It pops up. But, you know, there's, uh, I just saw it online. It's popped up somewhere. I, you see these news stories. Like, I, I was just noticing... Uh, uh, have you seen the dancing guy, the the the, the guy dancing to Post Malone? You, have you spotted that guy yet? It Who's probably, this? There's a, there's a video that's gone viral. There's a guy that is uh, that is I think it's on Pop Sugar. There's a guy that is uh, dancing. A forty something year old uh, man is in a looks like a uh, hip hop dance class, and uh, the hip hop dance class has a Post Malone song that's playing. And there's this. Uh, yeah, I see, I, I, I see this right now. <laughs> I know the song. Wow. Yeah, that guy with the white beard. He looks a lot older than forty. <laughs> what the fuck? I think they said he was forty somewhere. But yeah, it so says I, this forty-year-old dude crush his hip-hop dance routine. <laughs> <laughs> See, I want to take that class. I really do. I, I would think that would be. I think that would be great taking a class like that. I, I, I would be. Uh, so there's other people. There's there's a lot of younger people in the video. By the way, uh, it's rare that I say this. This video deserves to go viral. 
It does. It really does. And and I, I the other there, there's people in the in the in the in the group there. If you watch some of the other guys, it's hard to take your eyes off off the guy with the beard, though. But um, if you kind of look at some of the others, they're not nearly as uh, skilled on the moves as he is. And uh, although I think he's I think he's uh, he's just kind of out there making some stuff up himself. I'm not sure. What he's <laughs> out there, you, yeah, this guy is so on Ellen Joe. <laughs> oh yeah. This, yeah exactly. this is so. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> But uh, wow. I, th- I think I could. I think I could handle a, a class like that. I think it would be. Uh, that would be great. It looks like fun. It really does. But yeah. So I mean, you know, you bounce around the internet, and sometimes you see the, the New Jersey uh, warning. It happened to. I don't know why I saw the New Jersey <laughs> thing, but this this guy caught my eye. Yeah, yeah. How did you even come across this Twitter? The Twitterverse. Twitter, the Twitterverse thing. So, yeah. yeah. So here, here's here's what they say about it. They show the video right at the top. Pop sugar. Um, that's uh, today. This came out, and uh, it says um, the only appropriate way to introduce Mike Allen Court to the world would be to quote Mariah Carey, because a hero just freaking came along. When you think of Post Malone's song, <laughs> wow, and a 40-year-old fart, a man, the words dance video might not immediately come to mind, but phew, that mind is about to be blown. Yeah. So, and this is in Jacksonville. Now, you have to understand that Florida is the weirdest fucking state <laughs> in all, of all the 50 it's got to be the most fucked up weird shit happens in Florida. Yes. And this does not disappoint. If there's a strange place for, well, yeah, weird white people, that's uh, Florida usually has. Yeah. <laughs> by, the, by the way, I did not read this article. I didn't know much about it. It's not very original. Um, this was written by Perry Konecki, K-O-N-E-C-K-Y. Yeah. Uh, I just swiped right for her, but uh, it didn't work. <laughs> You can't you can't do that on pop sugar, but uh, she looks good. So anyway, there's a few other things here. It says even Will Smith, who uh, who we know is capable of quality moves, a la Hitch, praised Mike's skills on Instagram. Yo, dude is slaying this thing. He wrote alongside the video, uh, which has over six million views on Will's page. So that's just wow. This is a real viral thing. Uh, and then it says, Mike, you should probably keep your phone nearby because we have a feeling Ellen DeGeneres might come ringing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he's, he's going somewhere with that. That was uh, it's too good. It's it's really yeah. It's it, uh, and it's it's been it, it, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to every show complain about the weather, but it's it's been getting. Uh, it's it's. I think it's been a long winter, and and I I needed something like that just to kind of. Uh, kind of get me to the next day it just made me feel feel better it it was uh, it was uplifting i so at work it, tell me if this is uh if th- this is unreasonable so we have we've got kind of this uh, weird um the, 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 even though we're, we're we're a small company we've got like 13 employees of 15 i guess maybe total uh and uh, everybody is is in this um, fairly small office space uh for whatever reason, they've got a really, we've got a kind of a screwed up uh, air conditioning heating system in this building, and they've got multiple furnaces. And so um, we end up at uh, some side of, sometimes one side of the building you're freezing, and um, <clears throat> sometimes it's hot, and it's just, it's kind of uncomfortable. But generally, this winter has been cold enough that it's been freezing pretty much all over, except for on one side of the building, which happens to be, all that's on that side of the building basically is the entrance, there's a long hallway with a couple of bathrooms, and then uh, that hallway goes down to a to a break room, to a, to a you know, like a kitchen area type thing. So mm-hmm. there's never anybody in that area. But that is always the warmest area in the building because that furnace, for some reason, t- typically tends to work really well. So if you come to work and it's really been cold out and you've been freezing your ass off and you're kind of sitting at even at your desk and it feels cold because I sit by a window and you want to kind of just warm up you can you know that you can go to the bathroom and the bathroom's going to be warm at least you, you can go to the bathroom for a while and, and hang out in there which I know that's that's yeah it's kind of creepy it's kind of strange but um I, I do it occasionally I just think I'm going to go in there I'm just going to just going to go in there and just kind of hang out I'm just going to right going to warm up so uh th- somebody uh, in in management apparently has been um, made the uh, decision here in the last uh, week or so that uh in the morning when they come in they take little uh, these little uh little trash uh, trash receptacle things and they they prop the doors of the bathrooms open so that the 
warm air can escape so that it can go i guess warm the hallway somebody somebody has complained that the bathrooms are too warm uh and uh so they're cooling the bathrooms instead i don't know why they don't just turn down the temperature there in that hallway or something or adjust it i'm not sure why but um they've they've made it now so that the bathrooms are even chilly uh and uh i don't want to say anything i don't want to i don't want to be the complaining guy at work i don't want to say Jesus Christ, it was nice in the bathroom. What the hell? And, and, and I, I, it makes me wonder who complained and what it was too hot for. What, what are they doing in there exactly? That, that uh, it's too warm? I, I'm not sure, but uh, I think... Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, I wanted to complain, but I didn't. And I, I felt like I should. I don't know. But I thought you already had... I thought they were dealing with this. Uh, it's an ongoing thing. We've, we've had, like I said, there's been three different... Uh, Three different. Uh, I think in the, uh, there's a total of three different heating cooling systems in this one building, and it's been it's been up and down and all over. So, it's the the propping of the door open thing has only happened here in the last uh, last few days. So, I'm I'm I don't know. I, I don't want to. Can 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 uh, can uh, Cedric and the and the barber shop people help you out? Uh, that's a possibility. I could. Uh, well, what's it like down there? I haven't been down to check out their bathroom. I'm sure it's I don't know. It's it's been a cold ass winter, so uh, I. Well, when was the last time? When was I mean, the last time you got your hair cut and saw Cedric? Um, oh, two three weeks ago. Um, I'm due, but I haven't seen him in a while, even. Uh, but uh, I, usually you run into him outside. Uh, you know they're they're they smoke some of these guys and they're outside and you know you, all that stuff but nobody's nobody's hanging outside you you're getting you're getting in and out of your shit fast it's like i saw dr phil was on uh, somebody's podcast and they were asking him about the but he was on rogan's podcast oh yeah 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 that's where it was yeah so he was and he's got his own podcast which i listen to part of um uh but um he he is uh he brought up a good point he was talking about this jesse smollett thing uh and uh when Rogan asked him, did you believe that or do you believe that? I think that was before it was totally, they did the interview before it was out in the open exactly as to what happened. And uh, Dr. Phil in his southern accent says, uh, well, you got to understand that uh, it it seemed pretty unlikely because, and he brought up a good point because he said that there were, uh, the story was that there were two guys lying in wait for somebody to come walking by. And they were lying in wait on a day or on an evening. It was like eleven o'clock at night when the when the attack supposedly occurred. But um, it was minus ten in Chicago that night. And as Dr. Phil points out, nobody hangs out in waiting when it's minus ten. To for whatever reason, you know, people is when it's that fucking cold out. You you're not <laughs> you're not outside. You're not doing that kind of stuff. You're getting your ass into warmth. Finding even even the homeless people are finding a place to to stay warm. So. Uh, yeah, so it did, didn't make sense from the jump for for him. He had figured that out, which I hadn't even considered. Let's check. Now wait, question. are Joe Rogan and Doctor Phil gonna f- have a UFC fight? Is what I want to know. No, I, I I was really struggling for the uh, the reason as to why Doctor Phil was on there. It seemed to, to me uh, strange because Rogan's he talks a lot about you know the idea that you know they should keep it independent and uh, you know he tries to kind of stay away from generally those type of interviews where it's he doesn't do a lot of the the stuff like uh, like Marin gets a lot of interviews where it's somebody trying to push a book or push a new something or you know they've got a it's a recording artist got a you know I've got a new mm-hmm. something out or whatever you know somebody's trying to they've got something they're trying to push like you know talk shows have done for you know for pretty much from the beginning of history since we've had talk shows which is and there's nothing wrong with that that's fine but rogan has generally not been that kind of an interview thing and i thought the idea that he's interviewing dr phil uh seemed a little weird to begin with and uh, dr phil as it turns out has a new podcast out and they're talking well i was just gonna say i bet you i know why dr phil did it because it's shocking to me as you talk about dr phil on rogan why didn't that how is it that that guy doesn't have a fucking podcast I know. Well, I listen to his podcast. He's he does good. I mean, it's 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 about what you I am. Not, I do. I I I have walked into my mom's house. You know, my my parents watch a lot of TV, right? And it feels like the TV is always on. And I have come into this house in the middle of the day, and my mom is watching Doctor Phil, <laughs> and it yeah. it gives me so much. 
fucking angst and anxiety and it's like i don't know what kind of doctor he is but when he's talking it's just like like i i don't really have a big problem with dr drew i really don't like i think he's a smart guy like i i don't know about that uh celebrity rehab show and like they lost a couple of guys but you know what i don't think that's dr phil's fault man they're fucking addicts you know that's they're drew. fucking drew's addicts got the re- drew's got the rehab thing right yeah dr. yeah drew. dr drew has it and, you know it's a mixed deal because helping someone and then also like turning it into like a you know a drama and a, i don't know I, how did dr drew, okay I, maybe i, I, I understand don't know. i'm off base here but uh dr drew and uh, adam carolla how the fuck did that end up being a thing those two are like linked at the hip or whatever do you do you know the story behind that well, well yeah like i don't know the the full history of love lines and how that became a thing and how they connected i really don't but uh yeah i I don't know i I don't know when corolla started doing radio and how i've heard interviews with him before but i don't really know and i've never really been a corolla guy um you know i i drove a nissan sentra not a toyota corolla that's that's a fact (laughs) uh um (laughs) that's a dumb i'm dead dead joking it without the funny um no i don't know man i i just i but dr phil there's something about him that has always rubbed me the wrong way well as, His, as it turns out at the very end of the show they they spill the beans it turns out that dr phil's son is uh really good friends with rogan somehow um and then i googled his son uh, to figure out he's some sort of a producer, a TV producer in, in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, I remember you talked about that. Yeah, and I looked it up too, but I can't, a while ago. So yeah, huh. that's, that's the connection. That's how he got on on Rogan's show, I guess, apparently. Because he doesn't fit with any of the other types of, you know, and he does. Rogan, uh, you know, he moves, he changes his stuff around a lot. And, uh, you know, there's not like, you can't say his show is about anything, any, you know, there's there's certainly, you know, through lines here and there with UFC and things like that. And, you know, the comedians yeah, and whatever, yep. but. Yep, but so his, of, so. Yeah, Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil McGraw, his son is Jay McGraw. Um, He is 39 years old, American writer and television producer, written several books aimed at young people and is a president and CEO of Stage 9 Productions. And uh, I want to know about his career, Um, because I think he's got it too. Oh, he, he produces The Doctors. The executive mm-hmm. producer of the doctors renovate my family as uh, he appeared as the host of renovate my family. Never heard of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about him. He, he, he married a playboy model. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At his parents' home in Beverly Hills. Fuck fucking. Dr. You marry a playboy model. I know he's dead now, but it seems like back in the day, if you would have made it, like I said, I right away, I said, nice. But the, then the next thing that popped into my head was, Hefner. I just thought about Hefner, and I did, did and th- those women all had to hang out with it. They don't anymore, you know, but at one point they all had to hang out with Hugh Hefner, which that's kind of a creep factor in and of itself. I, and I know you'd have to look past that, based on the you know beautiful face and monstrous tits and what. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd be like, uh, you were with Hugh. Were you with Hugh? Well, how did that work out? Yeah, so I don't know. Did he have his? Did he have his carte blanche with that? Uh, you probably don't know any more than I do. But uh, were you? Have you gone to the uh, to the mansion? Were you? Were you when you were in Los Angeles? Did, did were you at the mansion? No, no, I, I I didn't. But I did. I do have a friend that got. He had a light. He has a lifetime ban from the Playboy Mansion. He's banned. From I it? wish. Yeah, he has a band, which is pretty fucking awesome. When you think about it, like, you go to, like, you partied so hard at the fucking Playboy Mansion that you fucking got kicked out forever. I, it was at his bachelor party, one of his friends, it was kind of like a roast, told the story. And it is such a good fucking story. I wish I had a recording of it because it was, it would mind-boggling. And, uh, yeah, he was so drunk and fucked up. I can't remember what he did. It's not like he shat in, like, fucking you have to bed, you know, or something. <laughs> but, um, oh, by the way, if you want to you wanna continue to, to get the creep thing, the whole you have to thing. So I just, I just um, Googled um, or clicked on the Wikipedia link for um, Phil McGraw's, Dr. Phil's son, Jay McGraw, married... Erica 
let's see, Eric uh, Dom, D-H-A-D-A-H-M, born December 12, 1977, age 41, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 34C, waist 25 inches, hips 34, 5 foot 8, 115 pounds. Well, it turns out that Erica has two sisters, Nicole and Jacqueline, all born on the same day. Identical triplets. <laughs> really? <laughs> They're fucking Playboy models, yeah. Hmm. All right. I, 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 I got to Google I gotta Google them. I got to Google them just, without safe serfs, without no did. safe search. Oh, I don't have that. It didn't pop up. I see her. She's, yeah, I have both of them. So, all right, there we go. You know, she's, yeah, yeah. Smart what you'd expect, I guess. Three identical triplets. Huh. Oh may oh oh maybe are they I wonder She kinda looks like it, Jenny, are, Jenny McCarthy. Well, yeah. Are they young enough to have posed in Playboy like for the college edition where they had to wear oh, they do they yeah. wore clothes? Yeah, I see it here. Getty Getty images. I get the picture here looking at it now. Eric yeah, Dom, I don't D-A-H-M. Huh. Well that's an interesting story. Dr. Phil doesn't. Know. He's had them on the show. That whole thing talked about that whole thing. DNA test reveals the most interesting thing about the Dom triplets. What the hell? Okay, I'm done with this. This is the waste. Fuck you, Dr. Phil. You see what Dr. Phil did? He dragged us into this fucking vortex. Yes, bullshit. But that's you know these people. That's that's a, okay. We're talking about the differences between regions of the United States. You go to California and you tell that story. They're like, eh, well, so yeah, it's the, they yeah, we know about that. And there's two of them across the street. They're exactly the same. Uh, there's the women like this. They're walking around all over out there. Is what I'm saying. There's there's these hot triplets. Just they're they're everywhere in in, in California, but nowhere else in the United States. <laughs> They don't exist in Iowa. We, yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've probably got our something that's unique. I don't know what that would be exactly. But uh, yeah, not that. But that, yeah. Wow. So how's uh, how's life? How's uh, how's uh, how's health? How's the family? I was uh, supposed to go to the doctor today, uh, but uh, they they canceled on me. They uh, I've, I've gotten canceled on twice by this uh, by my cardiologist. And I'm not sure how I should feel about that. Uh, he keeps pushing it back, and this is just more more or less they they want to rubber stamp me at this point. They just want to say you're healed, uh, but uh, I want to hear that myself, uh, and uh, that would make me feel better. But uh, we pushed it off now another another month because he had something that came up, and they they say uh, an emergency at the hospital in which is probably what happened but it makes me wonder you know when when they do that when they push off this is the second time it's happened so um you know just you know i, I you know i want to uh yeah, yeah we we had talked last time uh, on the on the last episode about uh, at that point luke perry was still uh, alive oh i forgot yeah luke perry man that really bothers me so much yes and uh i mean I, I just massive stroke and i i didn't i didn't follow up on um on it i think they he passed away on monday so we were talking about that on sunday on sunday and then on monday, i think he had the stroke on friday or it was reported that he had it on friday right 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 yeah. and what the like i mean he was 52 which is i kept reading stuff from like friends on facebook because i'm 47 i'm he was 52 i think so i'm of the age of the 90210 you know audience yes and there are people like uh, he was so young and maybe i'm saying that because i am his age and this and that he was too young to die it's like you know mint stroke takes people out young i mean like i said yeah. I, I've, I've talked about it before a friend of the family she was 32 when she had a stroke and hers was worse than mine yeah i don't know uh, what, what you know who, who knows but he he looked i mean he did look rough he, he looked uh, he, he looked old uh, for 52 he was he looked pretty beat up you he think looked, i haven't seen recent pictures of him yeah yeah he looked like he'd uh, i don't know uh the face of a smoker he uh, he really really looked pretty haggard uh the, the last couple of years the, the photos that they that they were showing and uh i i, I think some people just uh, i don't know so you can tell sometimes you look at somebody you think they just look so much older than than uh, you know other pre- people their age it's oh as an example okay so i was talking about the dead guy up the street last last show um there's a body that was uh 
the, the, the we had I, I talked about this didn't I? I I believe I did we had we had somebody that was uh, there was a, a a guy that went missing a couple couple months ago and they found a body up the street here uh, apparently there was a somebody somebody has cracked and uh, and told the story of where the guy was buried and so uh, I did a little in the stuff you can find out online now before uh, before it's released to, to the public is amazing. So I, I went out and I did a little snooping on Facebook and did a little snooping on Reddit, uh, trying to figure out what was what the story behind this was. And uh, they uh, the police aren't still giving the the press any absolute clues that they can or they're not giving the story to the to the to the press as to what's going on but if you uh go to uh online and do some snooping like i did you find out that there was apparently three guys at least that were involved and uh, one of them has already committed suicide uh, and apparently the according to what i'm reading online he is uh, uh, maybe ratted uh, before he committed suicide on these other guys uh, anyway whether that's true or not, I don't know. But uh, you know, it's all all hearsay. But um, they're also online. I found out that they said that the guy had been stabbed. So one of the guys had stabbed him. And then the police yesterday had a, a report that came out, and they said that the the cause of death death was from a stabbing. He was he was uh, was a sharp force instrument that caused his death. So, um, but they th- apparently the other guys that are involved in this are already uh, in custody. They're already in jail, and there were links on Reddit to uh, the website you can go look at and see who's in who's in the in the county jail. You can see who's there. They've got mugging uh, the mug shots and uh, pictures of these guys, and then there was pictures of the guy that uh, there was a link to the guys. Obituary: The guy that had uh, apparently uh, killed himself, and looking at all these guys. The point I'm trying to get to is looking at all these guys. They're 30 years old. They look like they're fucking 58. All of them. They 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 look rough. Uh, the the whole bunch is like just look. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's drugs or um, just tough living. Uh, one guy apparently the, the, had done a couple of tours of duty in Afghanistan, uh, according to what I read online. And uh, I'm sure that uh, the PTSD or all that stuff has a uh, uh, rough, uh, yeah, it's rough on somebody. But um, everybody that's involved with it, you look at their picture and, and see that they're 30, 31, 32 years old, and you look at them and like, holy crap, they just look, they look haggard. Um, there's things that, <laughs> of course, one guy was uh, murdered and the, the other guy killed himself. So it wasn't natural causes. But what I was trying to say was, if you live this, you live rough, and you're probably going to die rough, uh, and sometimes young. And I don't know. Uh, I, I feel bad for Luke Perry, but Jesus, looking at the pictures, he, he think he was an older guy. So I, I mean, I, I didn't. I don't see it. This. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I looked at pictures of him online. It was like he had the beard. He, I guess, he looks a little weathered in the face. I mean, I thought. I thought that when he, even when uh, he was on nine hundred two one zero playing Dylan, I thought he looked older than he was. It doesn't look bad, but. Well, when, he was, I mean, he, when he was super young, I don't know, maybe, uh, I mean, he was a mature looking guy, but I mean, he was like a heartthrob guy, you know, definitely with, uh, I mean, he was like the hottest thing on TV at that point. And most people looked at him, I think, and thought, you know, he was the next uh, James Dean or. Yeah, right, right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you look at the latest stuff. I mean, he just looks pretty much like an ordinary guy. I, I thought by by the time he you know ended up being uh, in his fifties, but yeah, he should have lived longer. I, I would you know get your get your rest, get your sleep, sleep well. That's what the this, according to the uh, the head athletic trainer at the University of Iowa says. If you want to do anything uh, at the University of Iowa football team, is what I'm trying to get to. He, he's saying if you any one thing that you can do that's good for you, the above and beyond diet or exercise sleep uh, i think he's right. I, I say it all the time it's you don't <laughs> need to read a book there are there are there are four keys to life no five keys to life okay right. there is um one one is um is eat eat less well eat less eat better right eat healthier like right yeah, like like yeah. lower sugar you know lower fats healthy fats etc cetera, etc cetera, right you know drink water stay hydrated Yes. Sleep, 
I'm trying to think. There are four of them. Oh, and move. Move your body. Move as much as you possibly can. Burn right. calories. Stay fit. It helps your mind. And then the fifth thing is uh, get a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're like a fifth of the way there. You need to have a podcast. You need to have a podcast. I'm getting so. That's right. Now, yeah. I'm getting so now on Reddit when I'm looking at the little podcasting thing. They'll say, hey, uh, what tips and tricks do I need to get started and stuff? I'm just like, don't. Just don't even do it. Just stop. <laughs> I'm trying to dissuade people now. I used to be like, just, just start. Just get in there. Just do it. You can, you can do it. But it's not so much that uh, I don't. You know, you, you got to be. Uh, you got to, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You gotta be dedicated. <sighs> Doctor Phil has a fucking podcast. Doctor Phil jumped the show. Yes, Doctor Phil has a podcast. I was <laughs> also noticing that uh, one of my one of my uh, a TV station that I work with, uh, actually a, a company that I do uh, a lot of stuff with, uh, Graham Media. Uh, they've got stations uh, throughout the United States. Uh, it was one in Detroit, WDIV in Detroit. They uh, started a podcast, and they got one of the guys was telling me about this a while back. I knew that. It, uh, they were doing, uh, the first one they were doing was this white boy Rick thing, which uh, got, got um, I don't know if they are if they were ahead of the movie, but uh, there's Matthew McConaughey is in a movie, um, uh, apparently this white boy Rick movie, and uh, I'm not sure if it's out yet or if it's coming out, but they're doing a movie about this uh, kid that was uh, involved with, uh, back in the 80s, I guess it was, was involved with, uh, um, he was an informant for the Detroit uh, Detroit Police Department and it's quite a crazy story this white boy Rick story and they turned it into a podcast and uh, then they've uh, finished with that and they've started a they, they started a second podcast after that another one of these true crime kind of podcasts mm-hmm, I, read it, mm-hmm. I read the other day that they've had uh, so far a million downloads of their of their stuff I went back and listened to some more episodes of that um, yeah I don't know. There's there's so much work that goes into those true crime things. It's like what? yeah, I didn't know anything about this this thing. I've heard of the movie White Boy Rick, and I love the name of the movie. And it's 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 the story of teenager Richard Wersh Jr. who became an undercover informant for the FBI during the 1980s and was ultimately arrested for drug trafficking and sentenced to life in prison. Set in 1980s Detroit at the height of the crack epidemic and the war on drugs, White Boy Rick is based on the moving story of a blue collar father and his teenage son Rick Wersh Jr. who became an undercover cover police informant and later a drug dealer before he was abandoned by his handlers wow that i want to see this movie it came out already it's available to rent for 4.99 on prime video and uh you can buy it on amazon i'm sure you can do it at apple and a couple other places and before you know it it'll be on hbo or it'll be streaming um the, the reason i know about this is is that i recently came across it um the composer is is max richter whom I believe is a British guy, he composed something called Sleep. In 2015, he's got a thing called Sleep. I think I've talked about it on the podcast, and and it's an eight-hour composition, and they've they've performed it live. They had a sponsor who was like a mattress company with a sponsor, like Purple or something. I don't know what the company was. but uh, And uh, you paid $250 for your ticket, and you went at night, and you would lay on these mattresses. And a lot of people just stayed up, and they were like, you know, posting stuff on social media but can you imagine musicians performing for eight hours i listen to it almost every night on um on uh spotify and sleep to music what kind of music is it i mean i mean eh, you don't like playing copywritten music on here do you um probably should no i know but it's it's can you hum a few bars (laughs) no i can't i would i can't i don't have headphones that i can play but it's like it 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 kind of lulls me to sleep, and then throughout the night, I'll every now and again I'll wake up a little bit, and I'll just and it feels just about right, and I'll be up for a second, then fall back asleep, and then sort of as you wake up, it's it's not like birds are chirping, but it like it it seems to really fit the sleep cycle. What's it called? I'm sleep? fascinated by it. It's, it's called, called sleep. sleep. It's it's just sleep. To Max Richter, and yeah. Max R I C H T E R. Richter, Richter. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a German. So, and and because I thought Mac, like White Boy Rick, was like in my head, I was thinking White Boy Rick. I was thinking like, uh, 
you know the movie uh what's the movie with the, the, the I'm terrible the white rastafarian it's the great scene it'd be like uh he says it's white boy day fuck what is it uh the one with um christian slater um, <laughs> what's that movie the one that's written by no tarantino idea. And fucking, oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> the worst. Str- oh, God. Let's see. I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to look up this sleep thing. I'm, I've got Dream 1, The Before the Wind Blows, a catalog of afternoons. This is Max. Max yeah, I just, just go to, or what are you, in Spotify? Just go to artists yeah. and, and yeah. then go, I mean, in, into albums and then go to 2015. It's just called Sleep, and I think it's got a picture of a moon on it. 2015 album. Okay, let me go down here and see what I can find. Uh, da, da, da. How many she's? Oh, White Boy Rick soundtrack. There he is. Okay. All right. So 2015. True Romance. Oh my God. Do you know what? Do you know how? True. Remember the movie True Romance? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Gary Oldman plays a Rastafarian and he's <laughs> he's got the fucked up like glass eye or something. Uh, it ain't White Boy Day. So I thought like White Boy Rick was sort of like a comedy or some other thing. So like Max Richter, who's this like serious composer, it seemed odd that he would compose that. But uh, and to get to get to true romance, I googled Rasta White Boy Day, and I got it. Okay, <laughs> Google so the best from from sleep. It says 2015. What? From oh, maybe sleep. All right, well, all right, so I'm going to cheat here. Check it out. I'm telling you, we're, uh, I love it. I'm obsessed. I'm just going to play the beginning of this very first thing, just see what it sounds like. Sleep deeply. Sleep. Sleep, John. Sleep. Wake the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, so <laughs> you know, I love working on TV shows. I really do. I really like it. Okay. And yesterday was day one on this shit. And it's this show. And uh, and it was a NYPD Blue is obviously a New York cop drama. And we had two actors playing dead corpses, playing dead bodies. Okay. I didn't see the guy in costume, but the woman, um, I drove her a couple of times she got put in makeup and they had a lot of fake blood on her and her face was all red and bruised and she was walking down the streets of Brook of uh, Queens and nobody stopped and said anything to her she was wearing no pants she had a like a long red coat on and she literally her face she looks like that she, she looks like she was battered okay and and so i was driving uh she and a hairstylist um from the the the, the trailers the campers over to the holding area where we were having lunch and they were in the van talking about it. And, and, and this, the hairstylist who obviously has to fix her hair and do stuff was, was saying to her, you know, Oh, you've been such a trooper. It's so tough because I guess she has to be staying still. And, you know, like apparently the entire episode is about her death. Right, and so you have lots of detectives and cops and people over the body and talking, and she's got to lay there, and it's got to be really uncomfortable. And the woman would say, "No, no, it's okay. It's a pretty, you know, it's a it's a pretty it's it's a pretty good gig. You know, yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. It's a little cold sometimes, but it's fine." And and I was thinking to myself, I was like, "Yeah, playing a like playing a corpse and death that's probably harder than you think, and a pretty good acting gig, like one of the best wings, unless of course you're a method actor." <laughs> 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 it actually landed. I don't know how. It only landed because I didn't do the setup because they were talking about it, and then that's how I was able to deliver the line because they set it up. But uh, and they understand. Yeah, I just because they're, they're right. No, like I like like I, there's part of me that would love like that would be the great ending to Daniel Day Lewis's career is that well, he plays a dead, a dead guy, but he's a method it's, actor. So it's it. just it. Yeah. It'd be like Weekend at Bernie's. I guess it would have to be like a comedy where it's just... So she's walking Daniel, around nobody, yeah. and nobody's... Uh, nobody's saying shit. Nobody's yeah, saying yeah. shit to her. Wow, that's weird. Nope. We did no, this one no. time. Uh, we did this one time in Boy Scouts. Back when I was in Boy Scouts, we had... Uh, 
Doug Bumstead, and we call it, okay, his name was Bummer, Doug Bumstead, Bummer. So Bummer, uh, we, we had this, uh, we were supposed to be getting a merit badge and uh, some sort of uh, medical something or other, and, and I don't know why, that where they came across this shit, but they, they got this really th- uh, good quality theatrical makeup kit thing, and we were supposed to simulate injuries on people, and so we we... I did a really good job. We had this fake blood and this waxy stuff to make cuts out of and all this stuff. And so we took uh, um, Bummer and uh, put this big big cut on his forehead. And so it, and it looked great. And he had this little um, this little vial thing of the fake blood that he, he was going to use. And so originally it didn't start, the idea didn't start that we were supposed to freak anybody out or, or cause any sort of panic amongst people. But uh, we were going to um, do this demonstration. There was, there was a, uh, there was a, like a city event going on where there was a bunch of people downtown that had like this carnival thing going on, like a little, it's like one of those things they do on Saturday where they're, you know, the guys doing balloons, art, and, you know, they've got like, you know, a little selling food items and stuff out on the sidewalk. It was some sort of a fundraiser thing, but anyways, and the Boy Scouts were there. So, um, we did this crazy looking cut on bummers, uh, on his forehead. And, uh, so, um, we were going to, we were supposed to be out and we were supposed to be demonstrating that like direct pressure would we would, you know, it's how you, you know, t- telling people, explaining how, how a cut, uh, how to stop the bleeding, that sort of thing. Except uh, uh, Bummer was so impressed by it when he saw in the mirror what, what how great the cut was. He got the uh, fantastic idea that he would come out and he would he would fake that he fell down and bashed his head, and then we would treat him in front of people and they would everybody would be impressed. Um, so he goes out to this to this area where there's these people and everybody's around, and he does this great pratfall trip thing. He falls down, acts like he hits his head, smears the blood on his head, rolls over and looks up, and there's this lady that is literally like right over top of him this old woman and she's like looking down and she just fucking loses her shit she just looks down and goes oh my, oh, oh and she's just like can't and she th- thinks it's real and the blood is real and she just she screams and she just collapses she faints she goes down. <laughs> and we're all standing there like shit in our pants it's like what the fuck, and so one of the other guys that's standing there, Gene Miller, Gino, we called him. Okay, so Gino puts his hand on Bummer's forehead with a he's got a, a rag, you know, like this pad thing for direct pressure, and he's like, he's acting like he's he's treating the wound, and he's like, all right, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. Somebody just needs to put her feet up in the air. We just need to get her feet up a little bit, and and. <laughs> And he's trying to, mm. and he's got his and he's pushing on Bummer's forehead like he's stopping the blood. And there's people that are just milling around. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, what the hell's going on? Somebody call nine one one, let's call the ambulance. It's like just a massive panic freak out. And so we take Bummer and just we we leave. We we like it was like, okay, we gotta get him out of here. Everybody was more <laughs> concerned about the woman because she's she's just fucking turning blue she's passed out uh this old lady and so we take off with him and we get around the corner of this this uh, building around the corner and we all start fucking laughing we're just you know we're just losing it just cannot believe what just happened because it just was so quick and really pretty much unplanned and uh holy shit we're standing there and uh the uh scout master comes over this guy is just a fucking oh he was mad he was <laughs> oh my god he was so fucking pissed off he was like we and then we explained to him you know tried to explain to him. it was just one of those things you, you couldn't explain your way out there's no good answer you know and uh they ended up uh, the paramedics showed up we had to fucking uh apologize <laughs> to the lady and it was just you know <laughs> but the cut I mean, was good we, we did a really good job i mean clearly but what what explains i mean i don't understand what explains when someone faints like that like <laughs> <laughs> the blood is that psychosomatic like what the fuck that's just like old lady with your, remember when you cut your finger you had to get this well you know yeah as a matter of fact my friend evan he saw it today and he asked me about it and i was telling the story yeah i mean that was my blood pressure drop but i literally lost blood I mean, she saw a guy with a fake cut she saw the blood and it looked real and she looked down and she's fucking she went down on one knee first and just <laughs> boom she was just down and everybody was standing there just shitting it's like what the fuck and yeah so we just tried to keep the method acting going we treated him for his injuries <laughs> <laughs> um 
at the end of the meal tonight. Remember I was telling you about Chris, the bartender, who when we walked in, his forehead was clean. Yeah. And then we, I don't know, our food came. He went down to the other end of the bar. He came back and he had ashes because there was a priest there. So at the end of the night, my friend Evan, who goes there all the time, you know, you know, we get our two beers. He, you know, he gets a martini and a beer. I get two beers. Finish eating. Chris walks over to us, and and it's clear that Evan's known him for a while. It was like the the bill was like sixty three dollars. I said, Evan, I'll. He, Evan's like, I'll get it. I was like, I'll pay the tip twenty dollars. I said, What do I do? Like fifteen, twenty? He's like, I never give less than twenty. Okay, we'll make it twenty. So as we get the check, Chris. He pulls something out. I didn't know what it was. It wasn't like amaretto, but it was some Italian like after dinner drink. And he lines up two glasses right in front of us. And he shows and he shows Evan the bottom. He's like, oh, what's that? And he tells him what it is. And as he starts to pour it, he pours it. And Evan's like, well, thank you. Next thing you know, a waiter comes in, takes the two, <laughs> the two bot, picks the two shots up and brings them into the dining room. <laughs> they weren't for us. But of course... Evan and I thought exactly the same thing because <laughs> because it seemed weird that what the bar wasn't that crowded that he would pour them right in front of us as he gave us you give the check you know what I'm saying like as the checks come you give it you think it's like a nice like this is on me yeah right and I you know and I said to Evan I said that was a little weird he said that was I know uh, Chris is a good guy I like Chris I was like oh, he's like I didn't really want him anyway and I'm like he was being genuine I was like I didn't want him anyway either I've got a fucking drive I said but you know what fuck Chris I wanted to take a gun and fucking shoot him right in the fucking target right in the middle of his fucking head and that ladies and gentlemen is our show Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.